Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The glue that holds the Church of Jesus Christ together is His agape love. Listen to what 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 says. We know love by this, that He, Christ, laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. How do we know love? This true agape love? We know it by the action that Christ uh, did when He came down from heaven, became a man, through the womb of Mary, and lived that perfect life, and then went to the cross to die for the sins of those that would believe. Wow, we know love by this. He laid his life down for us. And now we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, that could go as far as actually die, literally physically die for uh, our brother or our sister, but The truth is, the large majority of us will never be called on to die physically, but we are all called on to die to ourselves on behalf of others. See, this kind of agape love, it's a verb, it's active, it's giving, it's sacrificial, and and that is the bonding agent. And, and it is a bonding virtue, it, this agape love. But uh, underneath it, and let, let me just read our, our verse that we've been uh, looking at here on the last podcast. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 says, Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. That's kind of our theme verse for, for these few podcasts that we're doing about the perfect bond of Jesus' church this agape love. Put it on and put it on over all these other things. Today we're going to look at what these things are. We're to put on. Now that's like putting on. The, the thought here is, is putting on something like we put on clean clothes. But uh, before, and in the Christian life, before we can put on these clean clothes, we have got to take off these dirty clothes that that we have. I want you to listen to what Paul had to say in Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 9. He says, Therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, and that passion's a bad passion, evil desire and greed, which amounts to idolatry. And and he's saying, therefore, consider those members dead in light of the fact, the previous verses, that, that, we, that Christ is our life, that we're uh, in Christ, and one day we will be with Him revealed in glory. So he says, consider those members of your earthly body dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed which amounts to idolatry, for it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. That's the people that refuse to believe in Christ and trust Christ. And in them, in those kinds of nasty things, you also once walked or lived when you were living in them, but now, now as believers, you also put them all aside. And that put them all aside is like, uh, take off these, these dirty clothes. Take off these clothes of the night. Put off these things. Here's what he says. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, 
and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside or took off the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, the image of Jesus, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free man, but Christ is all and in all. And so uh, he's saying the ground is level at the foot of the cross. We were all, uh, all of us who are now followers of Christ, no matter what our ethnicity, no matter what our status in life is, we were all sinners. We were all condemned. We were all going down the wrong path. Christ came and rescued us. He And he gave us a new life. His life came into us. And that's who we are in Christ. Christ is our all and he is in all of us who are followers of Christ, who have trusted him uh, through the gospel. So now we come to putting on. Listen to verse 12 of Colossians 3. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on... And then it goes on to say what to put on. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but not so quick here. Let's look at how we're addressed as those who have been. There are three things here. Chosen of God, holy and beloved. Do you know that if you are a true, a genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, right at this moment, if you're a true follower of Christ, you have been chosen of God. That phrase makes some people nervous, you know, and and we fight and fuss with each other over that. Uh, was I chosen or was I not chosen? Well, what does it say there? there, there there's no qualifier there. He says, uh, you are chosen of God. God chose you. If you're a true follower of Christ, you are chosen of God. God chose you. He picked you. You were dead, but he chose you. And then he calls us holy. Holy means to be set apart. To be set apart. Uh, One who is uh, holy has been set apart from sin, set apart from the wrath of God. We have been set apart to righteousness, uh, to acceptance by God, because the next thing that we're called is beloved. We are loved of God. We are agape loved of God, recipients of the agape love of God, those of us who are are believers, who are followers of Jesus Christ. So we're chosen, we're holy, we are loved by God. I want you to just take a moment to let that sink in, and I want you to take a moment uh, as you let it sink in, into your mind, into your heart, into your very the very core of your being, as you let those truths sink in, you're chosen, you're holy, set apart, righteous, you are beloved, loved of God. Let it sink in, and then I want you to tell God thank you. I want you to praise Him for this status, and the status that we have, the standing that we have, is all by His favor and grace and nothing by us. It is all of Him all of Him, and we can praise Him. So because we are there, then God says, I want you to do something. He's already told us to take off those old ways, those old, like clothes, dirty clothes. Now He says, put on these things. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So let's go through those things for a moment. Put on a heart of compassion, literally bowels, like your bowels inside. And, and, and in those olden times, in those days uh, back when this was written, uh, literally it would be like our heart. 
put on a heart of compassion. And Vines, I, lo- I love what Vine says, Vine's expository dictionary. Vine says this means to have pity. It is a feeling of distress through the ills of others. In other words, when we see somebody in trouble, when we see somebody going through something, we feel a sense of distress in our own being, and and we feel pity for that person, a heart of compassion. That's the opposite of being hard-hearted, of, of being insensitive, of being uncaring, of being unable to have sympathy and, and unwilling to empathize and stand in their shoes. But rather, he says, you put on, this is a deliberate choice, put on a heart of compassion, put on kindness. Kindness is goodness, it's graciousness. Lord knows there's plenty of nastiness in this world, and all you have to do is tune into social media, and you'll get all that you want and more. It makes you sick. And, and sadly, some of that nastiness comes from people that claim the name of Christ. And the Lord says, put on kindness, goodness, graciousness. And then it says, put on humility. Humility, that literally translates over to lowliness of mind. In other words, don't be high-minded about yourself, but but, uh, understand who you are. You know, humility is not uh, putting yourself down. Uh, That that actually becomes an act of pride, really. Humility is understanding that I am made by God. I'm not my own. God made me. Anything that I have and am, all my, my talents and abilities and, and so on and so personality, whatever, it comes from God. And, and, and I am a sinner deserving of, of, of God's wrath, but I have been given the grace of God and the ability to be redeemed and saved. That's recognizing who I really am. That's what humility is. And then it says, put on gentleness. Gentleness is meekness. Meekness is power under control. You know, you, you uh, may be powerful, but just like a horse with a bit in its mouth, you know, what a powerful animal, but it's controlled by that bit. And, and so we are controlled by the Holy Spirit, meekness. It, it is an inward attitude toward God first that accepts His dealings with us as good, whatever those dealings are, whatever comes our way, um, gentleness, meekness has that inward, it is an inward attitude. And then it says, put on patience. Patience is literally long-suffering. Some of your translations might say that word, long-suffering. It's, it's the quality of self-restraint in the face of provocation. Long-suffering, patience, the quality of... See, you don't need patience if you're not in a tough situation. But in a, in a tough situation where somebody's in your face or somebody's mistreated you or somebody's wrong, wronging you in some way, uh, th- patience is the quality of self-restraint in the face of that provocation. Put it on. Uh, so this is a choice that we make to clothe ourselves with a heart of compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience. Then verse 13 says, bearing with one another. You know, uh, I need somebody to bear with me in, in, in my uh, shortcomings. Uh, I may be eccentric in some way that, that bugs people, but, but uh, people that love me with the love of Christ will bear with me. That doesn't mean that they won't uh, admonish me or, or confront me lovingly, but they'll bear with me through my growth period. 
as I'm growing and changing, bear with one another and forgiving each other. There is the key to ongoing unity, the ability to forgive one another as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. That's what the scripture says here. And so we have all of this, the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. We're putting that on. We're bearing with one another. We're forgiving one another. And then verse 14 says, beyond all these things, over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Doesn't that make sense? We've put on all these other things. We've chosen to put these things on and just kind of like putting an overcoat on all of it that holds all of those things together is agape love. That's what will glue us all together. That, that unselfish, sacrificial, giving, active love as God loved us. Now, these various attitudes will lead to action, and that action is reflected in something we call the one another's of the New Testament. And I can't wait until the next podcast because we're going to begin talking about those one another's of the New Testament as we talk about how Christ's church gets along through this act of love. And love is active, and it acts through the one another's that are mentioned in the New Testament. So until next time, when we study those, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.